Welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. Nathan here. Unfortunately, Max is not able to join us. We are missing him. Love you, Max. Um, but we have a very, very special guest with us. Maddie Seeley is joining us from down in Phoenix. How are you, Maddie? I'm so good. How are you, Nate? Oh, living, living the dream. It's, it's so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we actually wanted to... Um, we're changing things up a little bit with season two. And uh, today we have a special subject for you. Today is story time with Maddie. And so we're excited to hear one of her experiences on the mission. Um, but before that, Maddie, would you explain just a little bit about yourself, kind of where you served, when you served and um, all that good stuff? Yes, of course. So my name is Maddie Seeley. Like Nate said, I I'm originally from the Northwest, so the Portland, Oregon area, Vancouver, Washington, across the river. And I served my mission in Houston, Texas. And I served from the end of 2015 through the beginning of 2017 for 18 months in the Bible Belt. So, yep, <laughs> that is my story. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so... Wait, so you went from like the, the cold, rainy, is it, is it as cold and rainy? Well, not, well, is it cold up there? Not really as cold as, like, does it snow, does it? No. In Vancouver, Portland? Yeah, not really. You're dead on. So it's, it's definitely rainy, but okay. it's pretty cold. It's actually pretty mild. Okay. Other than the immense amount of rain, of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's like, is it, is it usually just a ton of overcast a lot of, t- a lot of the time? Yeah, it, it really is. And like, it's cool because all of the rain contributes to how beautifully green and luscious it is. So it's kind of like, it's like a give and take kind of thing, but everyone from the Northwest, almost everyone that is loves the rain. Like every time it rains in Phoenix or wherever else I've lived, I absolutely love it. It's just like fall days, candles, all the coziness of the rain. So I love it. <laughs> that's awesome yeah I, yeah i haven't been up there honestly i need to I need to take a trip or do something yeah just check it out but uh yeah i've heard it's i've heard it's beautiful up there oh my gosh yeah, yeah you go. yeah but you went from like overcast rainy to houston um how, how was that just i guess weather wise how was that that transition Okay, so I remember when we were flying from the Provo MTC to Houston, to the Houston airport, and all of the people we were flying with were like, just so you know, as soon as you land down in Houston, the humidity is going to hit. <laughs> You're going to feel it in the plane. And I'm like, that is like so dramatic. But they were 100% correct when you like landed before you even got to into the gate that connects to the actual airport you could literally feel like you were in this like i don't know like almost like a steam room you know it's like so much moisture but so humid i'm like oh my gosh and then my hair is not (laughs) into a fluff ball right away but yeah oh man holy cow dang that's fun So that's another place you need to visit me is Houston, Texas, because that is a whole vibe. True. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard Houston and Austin are like the places I need to go to visit. Yeah. Yeah. Just need to take a road trip, get like a Volkswagen 
van and just just toured the whole United States, everywhere that I haven't been, which is pretty much everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. like got to get out of Idaho and go the Northwest and the Southwest and hit everything. Yep, it's true. It's true. Cool. So Houston, and then you said you had a uh, low-key wild experience is how you kind of described it. <laughs> yes. So when Nate put up the Instagram comment like oh has anyone had a crazy story I was like ooh me and this is the story that came to my head so um I think it was like the end of towards the end of my missionary service so I think I had like just a couple months left and at the time I was um serving with a sister she had just got out to the mission and so we were both working it trying to get used to everything and what happened was I, um, you know, we had talked about going tracting. And so for those of you that are listening that haven't gone tracting before, basically just door to door proselyting. Um, to- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it can, it can be, it can be. Yeah, exactly. It's like the best and the worst because it's like so effective, but it can be trying sometimes. Right. Nate? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So we went out tracking door to door and we go, I believe we were in Cypress, Texas. So just like a little bit North of actual Houston, Houston. And we had knocked on this grandfather looking type man's door. And well, it's kind of funny, but he like aggressively, as soon as he opened the door, we're like, hi, we're missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Before we could even like start our little spiel, our intro, he's like, he's like, get off my property. And I was like, oh, wow. And at that point, <laughs> Oh, wow. Just like that. <laughs> so I, I remember he goes, and then I was like, oh, sir, we're really, you know, we're just sharing a message about Jesus Christ. And then he was like, and he's like, I have a gun. And I was like, why are you going to shoot? <laughs> and I was like, well, then why are we talking about it? And he's like, oh. he was just like so floored that I like addressed it. And then I was like, like, well, if we're not going to, you're not going to shoot me, then like, who really cares? And then, and then he, just, he was like, so what do you want anyway? And anyway, so it was just kind of funny because it was just like this funny, weird encounter. <laughs> Like he wasn't going to shoot us, but he just like wanted to really freak us out anyway. And then he went on to talk all about Hillary Clinton, how he thought she shouldn't be president and all oh this. My. And it was like this whole political <laughs> thing. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. But yeah, so he was a grumpy old man, but then we actually did get to share a little message with him. So it ended up working really? out, even though he tried, you know, the gun situation on us, but. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. impressive. Like turning that around from like, yo, <laughs> I have a gun too. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to a little bit here. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought that was like pro- that was probably the weirdest thing that happened. That was like could have been like a bad situation that we yeah. slowly turned the other way. But yeah, that's one I always like to share because I think it's funny. Holy cow, that's that's insane. Yeah, I, I never had someone pull a gun on me on the mission. Thankfully. Or I don't think anyone threatened either, thankfully. Because yeah. where did you serve again, Nate? I was over in New Mexico. So, like, I mean, I very well could have, 
based right. on like geographic location, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I was blessed enough to not have that wonderful experience. That is honestly so blessed because yeah, you know that it can be sketchy areas, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yep. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting because we would. Um, like the first part of my mission, it was down in El Paso. And so most of the people were Spanish speaking. Oh, and, okay. um, yeah, we had our share of rejection, but it, we never got like cussed out or anything basically because okay. at least down, down in El Paso, um, just because uh, for the most part, just the, the culture isn't really that way. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure we had like people invite us for dinner more than they rejected us not like and they didn't end up like getting baptized at least or we didn't really end up teaching them the lessons or anything most of the time but they were still like open enough to just like give us some food or whatever and that was super nice but then i got transferred up to albuquerque and i was in an english area i was like man these poor english missionaries like i'm getting wrecked (laughs) it was terrible Oh my gosh. That's relatable, man. Like in the Bible belt, that like how you're relating it to English missionaries. Cause I was an English missionary and they will just, they'll be ruthless on you. They'll like, you have to prepare. Like I have never studied the Bible so much because they not in the sense of like Bible bashing, but like they know the Bible so well, um, in the South that they like truly are like, wait, like show me how this can be biblical. And, but the cool thing mm. is, really happened so it is biblical <laughs> but yeah so I totally get what you mean they will wreck you yeah yeah it was crazy and I know in the in your story you mentioned uh this guy or the uh the grandfather looking man yeah <laughs> <laughs> he um he brought up like politics and stuff yes what, um what did you find helpful on the mission to uh just kind of like because as a missionary you kind of you don't really focus on that right like what did you find helpful just to like when someone did bring it up, what did you find helpful to kind of just set it aside in a very tactful manner? So that is actually really interesting that you asked because during the time that I was serving, it was definitely a very hot political climate because mm. obviously Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were running. So these were both, um, public figures that were extremely well known and there was a lot of um support on both sides right we all remember that time so i obviously i well for the listeners i am definitely a political person that's the field that i'm in but Mm -hmm. when i was on mission in the white handbook it talks about as nate said that you're to refrain from political language so my whole mission i didn't say a peep about it like None of my companions knew what my political stances were. I just kept it to myself. Even if people asked, I'd say, no, I'm just representing Jesus Christ. Um, But I do remember that, just to answer your question, when people would bring it up like this grandfather gentleman, (laughs) it was like, like, oh gosh, Um, we would really just be like, hey, like we understand where you're coming from. We know that it's, you know, a really hard time and that there's a lot of opinion on both sides, but we found that um, the savior brings comfort um, no matter mm. what you're feeling. I'm not saying that your political views aren't important, but that at the end of the day, the source of true peace will help you to navigate 
um, this time. And so that was really cool because a lot of people were really overwhelmed on both sides because of course it was um, very strong agendas that were being pushed forth on both administrations mm-hmm. or administrations. So yeah, I think just like bringing it back to the savior because he will always be constant is what I found to be the most effective. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's, that's good middle ground because I mean, Christ isn't Republican. He's not Democrat. He's just, he's Christ. And he, like what we were actually, we were discussing this a little bit before the podcast was just kind of the principles and how just, that's how Christ taught. Like he used parables to teach principles and just kind of doesn't matter race, gender really doesn't matter. Any of that, just that you follow the principles and live, uh, live the gospel of Christ. So yeah, that's pretty cool. You brought it, we're able to bring it back to that. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. I think, I think you're dead on really at the end of the day, it's like, we're called to be engaged in the public square and the apostles and prophet teach about that. Um, but just like president mm-hmm. talked about, we're not, um, loyal to a political party. We're loyal to what you're saying, the principles and doctrine of the gospel. And then we vote, according to, you know, our conscience. So yeah, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. yeah I like that. And all those uh, listeners, um, just in case you didn't know, uh, Maddie also has a podcast. Um, what's the name of your podcast, Maddie? Will you just explain a little bit about it? Yeah. So um, my podcast name is the Maddie Seely show. It was formerly real talk with Maddie Seely. Um, but now it's just like my name. So yeah, like I mentioned before, my field is in politics. And so it's uh, more opinion based. It's a Christian conservative lens. Um, so even if you have um, differing views, I would love for you to take a listen um, and share your thoughts. I also have a um, Instagram for my podcast. It's at real Maddie Seely, M-A-D-I-S-E-L-E. So um, if you have, you know, the same views, similar or different, I love to hear feedback, get messages. Um, and you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. Yeah. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Right on. Sweet. Yeah. I've listened to it. It's pretty good. Um, and again, like it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter exactly you know, it's not about the political party. It's about the principles. It's kind of what it all goes back to. And so, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get political here, but it's what it all comes back to. And so, yeah, well, just to kind of wrap things up, Maddie, um, just a couple questions. First, for those that are preparing to serve a mission, what advice would you give to them? Okay, so for those that are preparing to serve missions, I would definitely say, well, two things. The first thing is, um, well, I'll I'll share a brief story to kind of cover the principle or the thought that I have. So my mission president's wife, um, her name is Christina Mortensen, and she's absolutely phenomenal, as well as my president, Mark Mortensen. And I served with them the whole duration of our missions. And, um, you know, one of the the most well-kept secrets of the church is how difficult missions are. Um, And so she talked about um, one, I think it was just like um, an MLC, like a leadership training. And she talked about how 
sometimes um, in our lives, we'll have to put everything or once in our lives, we'll have to put everything on the altar, kind of like um, Abraham and Isaac um, in the book of Genesis. And she talked about how our mission may be that sacrifice. She was like, for some of you, this may be that, that sacrifice in your life. And I just, I felt that so deeply in my soul because it was the most trying thing um, at that time in my life that I had ever done. And I really um, just believe that, you know, like Christ, he descended below all things for us. And sometimes it may feel on your mission, whoever's listening, that you are also descending below more than you could have ever born, possibly. For some, it may not feel that way, but for others, like my mission presence wife said, it it may feel that way. And um, just as Elder Han says, to take heart and know that, you know, you're laying um, a very, very strong foundation and work for so many people that um, they will truly, you know, see you in heaven again and just, you know, their posterity and their forefathers and they'll like fall to their knees in gratitude and love for you. Um, and then the other thing I would say is just to also give yourself grace because I think as missionaries, we feel that we have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a huge push to be exactly obedient, which is extremely important. Um, but just to realize that just because you're a missionary doesn't mean that you, the grace of the atonement of Christ does not apply to you as well. Um, so don't be afraid to make mistakes because Christ, you know, he, he covers it for missionaries too. Definitely. Honestly. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Those are huge. Um, I think, um, especially just like the sacrifice part and, uh, that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, I don't think I've ever thought about it exactly just like that, where, you know, there's going to come a time in your life, right? Like what you are saying, when, you know, you're going to have to kind of put everything on the line. And like you are saying, for some, that is the mission. That is those two years, those 18 months or however long it ends up being. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's an important concept to, to grasp. So thanks for sharing that. Oh, of course. Yeah, it definitely helped me like the rest of my mission and even to this day, like, helped me so much. So I'm glad I could share it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I bet. And then just one last question. Um, yeah. for those that just got back from the mission, mm. would you tell them? <laughs> um, that's like a whole different thing, huh? Yeah. Um, so, well, I think I would say a, a couple, it would be a different light. I think for okay. those, um, the first thing that I would say is well i i remember talking to a missionary that was serving when i was living in logan utah um i think i was talking to him like in may um just him and his companions and he was actually leaving his mission um like in the next few weeks and we were at church and i think he was going to teach one of my friends we were just kind of connecting about that Mm -hmm. and he was just in complete denial about leaving the mission. And I struggled with that too, when I was missionary and I told him, I was like, Hey, like, I get it. I get it. Trust me. I get it. Like everyone. (laughs) Yeah. 
but I was like, you really, really got to like, let it go. Like you really need to like, let your brain prepare because otherwise it, I mean, you could fall into a depression, like, because you give so much into your mission that when you come home and it, I mean, it's just like a loss of purpose um, for so many, just because you've given so much of your soul to this um, mission. And then you come home and it's like, oh my gosh, like it just hits you like a wall. Um, which Nate, I'm sure you can relate. Oh yeah. <laughs> like a ton of bricks. Yeah. It's like a ton of bricks. So I would say just allowing yourself to come down, not in your valiance or your hard work, but just mm-hmm. in mental awareness. Like he called me for this duration of time and it's okay that it's going to end. And it's okay that I'm preparing for the next phase of my life. And then the second thing that I would add, if, if um, that's okay with you, Nate, oh, yeah. um, is, is just, there's a huge, um, almost pressure to get married and after you come home from your mission. And yeah. I think we, Nate, you've felt it just the same. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would just say to trust in the Lord and just know that, you know, it may not happen when you think it's going to happen. Um, I dated someone right after my mission, like right after I got home that, um, I went to high school with like within a week and we dated, um, for X amount of time. And I, we were sure that we were going to get married and it ended up not happening. Um, just because I just felt like it just wasn't quite right. It just wasn't quite God's plan. And, um, that was really hard on me because I was like, shouldn't I be getting married? Shouldn't I be doing this right now? Um, and I just felt all this pressure. Like, am I even doing what I'm supposed to be doing? This is the next step. This is what, you know, just like my brain, like swirling, um, mm-hmm. as time has gone on, truly, I felt the Lord guide me to where I need to be, where if I would have married that person, I wouldn't be where he needs me to be now. So just know that if it doesn't happen, when you think it's going to happen, that's okay. Because he has other things in store for you. And then when it's his time, he, there's nothing that God can't make happen. So when he wants something to happen, it will be. And so just to take heart and know that, you know, there's no timeline and it's such an important covenant that it should be made with the most care and consideration. So that's kind of a long answer, but those are the things I would have known. So I don't know. What do you think about those things, Nate? Yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, and actually we talked about one of the, in about the, um, the second point you brought up with that pressure just to get married right after the mission. It's like, Oh, I have no companion. Like, Oh, what am I going to do? It's like, (laughs) just relax it's okay you'll get there don't worry (laughs) yeah yep let go and let god yes i love yes retweet it's like that uh that old song it's like he's got the whole world in his hands it's such a good song very very basic but it's yeah it's pretty good so look it up enjoy it everyone that's listening um, but yeah, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us today, Maddie. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your story and your insight, your advice for those preparing and for those 
getting back, transitioning. We don't adjust, we transition. That's how we do it. Gotta just keep keep moving forward. So, but yeah, thanks for listening to the Call to Serve podcasts. Be sure and like, um, like and subscribe on Facebook and as well on Instagram with Called to Serve Media. Be sure and look us up. Um, for those that are serving missions, um, most people can't access Apple Podcasts because they're on Samsungs, but um, or on Androids, excuse me. Yes. Um, and so we try to put those, put at least some of the episodes on Facebook, the ones that are most prevalent for missionaries. Um, and so, yeah, if you have friends that are serving missions and you feel like this would help them, uh, be sure and share that page with them. Um, and yeah, if you have any suggestions for things you want us to cover or talk about or people you would like to have on the show, be sure and email us at call to serve podcasts at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Maddie. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Nate.